0: Well, we got. I think we got to do the intro, right? Oh! And then we got a little COVID jitters there, Dave.
1: We're going to talk about the COVID nineteen and the impact on uh, college football and the opt outs and uh, what players might have uh, impact negatively with their opting out on the uh, college football season. So uh, who who are some players that have negative uh, Uh, negative impact?
0: Before we get into players, I think something that we should definitely address right off the bat with COVID is uh, Monday night. We got to see Navy and BYU play nationally televised game. And I'm telling you right now, everybody, BYU is not 52 points better than Navy on on a normal day. But if you watch the game and you listen to what they said, Navy didn't tackle live. Navy had no live up until the game, and it showed. They were dominated both on offensive and defensive uh, line play. Their their D line got beat up. Their offensive line got beat up, and they were just they didn't tackle well. And I think that's the first effect on COVID with these programs that are being so precautious and not doing live, not tackling in practice. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of surprises in Week One. And, uh, I, we, like I said, we, we just saw one. I mean, there's no way BYU is 52 points better than Navy uh, on, a, on a normal Saturday or Monday night. So I think that's the first thing we saw.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And also I think with the lack of practice time, when you're a team that runs something sophisticated like the option, I think that affects, uh, you know, the, um, the flow of the offense. I, I think it's difficult. I think, I think if you're running just more of a uh, post-offense, I think you have an advantage. Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. And then, in terms of players, Dave, like you said, some of the big players that are out, a lot of them, uh, you know, we're talking offline, a lot of guys that opted out, they don't even have a season this year anyway because their conferences have opted out. But uh, if you look at the wide receivers that have declared they're coming out, Jamar Chase from LSU, he would have played this year because SEC's playing. He, he's he's going to be a top, man, let's probably top 10 draft pick this season. And he decided topped out. Uh, Rashad Bateman is a receiver from the University of Minnesota that would also be definitely in the All-American qualification, potential first-round draft pick. He decided topped out. Um, His reason probably was because the Big Ten at that point when he opted out wasn't thinking about playing at all. So, you know, instead of practicing or do whatever, he'll do what he has to do at school and he'll start doing training, hiring an agent, and get everything done. Uh, Another receiver out of the Big Ten is uh, Rondell Moore from Purdue. This is a guy that I'm not quite sure why he chose to uh, pull himself. Uh, They weren't going to play because they were in the Big Ten, but he's somebody that I feel could have used another year of college. And I I like the guy. He's a great player. Reminds me of the Devin Hester, uh, but a better receiver than Hester was. Um, He was a first-team All-American as a true freshman. Last year, he got banged up, only played a couple games, but he he's small, five, eight, five, nine, 181 pounds. I don't know that he's a first round draft pick when it comes to the NFL. So I'm a little surprised that he he opted out. Um, I think he probably should have stayed.
1: Yeah, and I think um, if you're if if you're almost certain to project as a top ten pick, I I think opting out might not necessarily be a bad thing. But I think if you're a fringe, you know, they say you could be, you know, maybe early second round or, you know, late first round, I think it's, it's huge that, especially if other people opt out, you can, uh, you know, maybe jump up your stock, especially with the big 10, not playing if there's big 10 guys ahead of you, you can really uh, bump your stock up to, uh, you know, ahead of some of these players. It'll be really interesting. The the draft will be really fascinating because there'll be a lot less tape for um, them to have. So I don't,
0: you know, I don't know what the ruling would be if these guys, I guess if they had, if they haven't signed with anybody yet and the big 10 decides to play, I'm I'm assuming they'd be allowed to come back and play. I, like I said, that's just an assumption. I don't know for a fact. A couple other names for you fantasy guys out there. Well, more defensive guys. Uh, Micah Parsons is a linebacker from Penn State. He's he's he'll go on, he'll go in the first round. He's probably a top linebacker, upperclassman that's coming out. Um, also. Uh, Gregory Rochaud, uh, defensive lineman from Miami. If you guys remember our shark week, I had him as one of my sharks. Uh, everything that I've read about him was he was penciled in as the top defensive lineman coming off the board this year, if he had a solid season. So that's another guy that kind of have a question mark. I don't know if he got some advice saying, hey, right now you're penciled in coming off based on your performance this year. Let's Let's not play. Let's opt out. That way you don't affect your... Uh, draft grade or what you're rating at right now, but he's another guy. He should have played because I'll tell you, Miami's Miami's going to be a good team in the ACC this year. They have a good squad. Uh, I'm nervous. We have them. Clemson plays in this year, and I'm a little nervous about that game already. And uh, him him opting out was a little bit of a surprise as well.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was funny because you mentioned it on Shark Week, and then uh, like I think later that night they, he announced he was opting out. And I was like, well, you put the caboosh on him.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. know. And yeah. then the, la- the last yeah. guy is the, the quarterback, trans- the graduate transfer from uh, – actually, there's two guys from Wake Forest. One guy is Sage Sherratt. He's a wide receiver for you dynasty guys you might want to write down. He opted out this year to get ready for the draft. He, he's another guy, potential All-American candidate, definitely would have been one of the top receivers this year. Um, you know, you have him, Bateman, Chase, uh, Moore, it, the, a lot of receivers. These guys, they're all good receivers, and they all dropped out. Uh, they all opted out this year. And then another guy that played at Wake Forest, grad transferred to Georgia, and Georgia's title hopes, I think were riding on him, was the quarterback, Jamie Newman. Um, and he decided to opt out, which was also a little surprising because you – our grad transfer, you're going to Georgia. Obviously, you're going there to contend for a national championship, and then you decide to pull out. I don't know if it has anything to do with them getting the young kid uh, from USC that also grad, you know, that transferred in there, but uh, he opted out. And and right now, I don't. He may be third quarterback coming off the board behind Lawrence, and then you know you have Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields who now maybe he'll stay since their season's kind of canceled. Maybe he won't come out. Trey Lance from North Dakota State's going to have a one-game showcase this year. And then maybe, maybe you got Jamie Newman. Maybe Jamie Newman, it's another question mark. If you asked me three guys that I kind of question, would be uh, Rondell Moore for sure would be one. Uh, Jamie Newman would be two for me. And then uh, third would be Rochelle from uh, the University of Miami.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, it's funny because – I just mentioned before about the possibility of being a first-round pick. First-round picks are um, guaranteed four years of salary, whereas if you end up in the second round, you're only guaranteed uh, the first two years of base salary. So, and then and then it'll you know, gets lower after that. So, you're talking a lot of money difference between being picked 32nd or 33rd overall. So, there's there's a lot of money that uh, people are um, that some of these players are going to, you know, possibly leave off the board if they don't. Uh, if they underperform, or if you know, if they don't play, and then some people pass them on their team's draft boards, I guess it'll be very interesting to see if, like a guy like Roussel, like you said, if um, if, if if team hadn't projected as their first lineman say right now, you know, if somebody passes him, or if they still think he's going to be that good, if they're going to trust their right. pers- you know, mm-hmm. their scouts to see if he would, uh, if yeah, would exactly. still draft him.
0: These guys opted out. was going to play, the SEC guys, the ACC guys, the Big 12 guys. Yeah, they definitely opened the door for some people. Um, you know, the guys that opted out that probably wouldn't have a season anyway, you know, they still kind of opened the door for it. But these guys that had a chance to show what they could do, yeah, kind of rolling the dice. We'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Okay. And then one last thing on the COVID before we go into the games. Um, with the Big Ten, I know some of the coaches were talking about um, – uh, going, uh, possibly now Thanksgiving, but ultimately it's up to the presidents, um, the school presidents. And I, I know uh, Trump met with the, uh, um, commission of the big 10. I, I mean, what do you think, uh, going to happen? Do you think the presidents will, uh, have them play? I mean, especially if the first couple weeks are successful without much uh, problems, do you think they would give in?
0: That that's that's my my thought is they're going to they're going to kind of wait and see what week one, week two looks like for these other guys. SEC opens up the end of September. So we got a couple more weeks before we see them play. I I think the presidents are going to kind of take a wait and see approach, which I don't know. You know, Jim Harbaugh being Jim Harbaugh, he comes out and says, I just need two weeks. Give me two weeks. My guys will be ready to play a game. You know, like I said, let's go back to Navy. They did the whole thing, but so I'll be, you know, I think he's going to wait and see, but that kind of leads us into what we want to talk about with a couple of the games this weekend. Uh, we had, you have three games that are postponed already uh, this weekend, based off of teams. Uh, Baylor was going to play Louisiana Lafayette and mm-hmm. they had guys test. Uh, the Louisiana school had the guys test positive. So they asked to postpone the game Friday night. We were going to finally have a, another Friday night game. SMU was going to play TCU. TCU actually they said it's postponed. They don't know if they're going to make it up. TCU had a bunch of kids test positive and then um the last one is uh, Oklahoma State who's uh possible a lot of people think they have a shot at the Big 12. They were going to play uh they were going to play Tulsa and Tulsa had a bunch of kids that tested so they pushed their game back a week. They're going to play now on the 19th, but uh, right now me the story of the first week. I mean, yes, I'm excited we have football back, but I'm a little disappointed that we're already having three games postponed due to COVID. So that that kind of puts a damper in the Big Ten coming back. If if this is this is what's going to happen, I, I don't know if they're going to want to run that risk.
1: Yeah, I know. That's like I said. I think if they're playing a wait and see. And uh, if you know if things don't uh, if they are have to postpone games, I think they're definitely going to shy away from playing. Um, and so, then for
0: uh, next season, Dave, what they'd have to do if they play in November, they finish their season. Then what are we going to have? Two national champs, or just the one national champ, and then it goes to what I've been saying the whole time. A lot of the reason these people say they're opting out is they're opting out for the athlete safety. How how concerned are you that with athlete safety, if you're going to play a season in November, play November, December, January, and the end of January, kids go home for a little bit. Spring ball starts in March, and that's what they're going to have to have them back to do spring practices in March. So. I, i'm I'm not sure what the thought process is really so
1: yeah, it, it's just a tough decision. I think no matter what they decide I know I know the uh, everybody wants to play and and I, and believe me, I'm sure all these presidents want to play. they don't want to lose the money, so I mean people yeah, they're, don't, losing,
0: they're losing not millions there's yeah. billions of dollars getting lost from these schools this year,
1: yeah, they, and people don't seem to understand that you know they a lot of people are you know saying the, the big Ten stupid they want to play. I mean, yes, they're, they're, the they're not just don't want to throw money away. Yeah, I mean, right. believe me, if they, if they really thought that they, you know, they could play safely, I think they'd be definitely be playing. Absolutely. Um, but well, we do have games this weekend. So, um, is there any matchups that catch your eye this week?
0: Well, you know, a lot of Notre Dame love. Notre Dame's playing an ACC schedule this year. They're opening at home now. They they handled Duke last year easily, but. Week one, like I said, we're going to see some things that we probably wouldn't see if it's a regular year, Um, but week one, Duke's got a new quarterback. Yeah, it's a little bit of a homer pick for myself because it's the kid from Clemson that transferred over to Duke. Chase Bryce is going to start at quarterback. Duke's not bad, but no, I'll be interested to see what Notre Dame looks like Uh I, being, you know, having to prepare for a full ACC slate this year. So, uh that'll that that game has kind of caught my eye and um Pitt, Dave, you know, they're playing Austin Peay. Yes. Austin Peay mm-hmm. didn't look terrible against uh Central Arkansas. Um and Austin Peay has one of those schedules this year where they're playing everybody. So, I, I don't have that down as a gimme. Especially since Austin P played a game already. Exactly, had live, had tackles, know what's it about, and this is going to be Pitt's first time out there. So I, I, I'm going to be a little interested to in see what happens there as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a huge advantage for Austin P uh, having played already. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, okay, so uh, what other games are out there? Um, I know Eastern Kentucky's is playing uh, West Virginia.
0: Yeah, that's – I mean, West Virginia should be fine there. It's You know, we go back – Eastern Kentucky got whooped last weekend uh, by Marshall. So, I mean, Marshall's a good team, not saying anything bad, but the the one thing that has – will be in Eastern Kentucky's favor is they have a game under their belt, which is why, speaking of, tomorrow night, first game, the university, the U, Miami, is uh, hosting UAB. UAB has a game under their belt uh miami this i I will be paying close attention to that yes the nfl starts tomorrow yes it's mahomes yes it's watson but i'm gonna as a clemson fan i'm gonna keep my eye uh keep my eye on miami because there's a lot of uh talk and a lot of loud whispers that they're they're gonna be uh a major contender in the ACC, so UAB will be a good test for them because UAB has a game under their belt. They have a win under their belt, and uh, I'll, I'm gonna—I'll have a close eye on that game tomorrow for sure. Well,
1: I'll tell you what—if uh, you really want to try to the theory that the teams that played already have an advantage, um, how about uh, getting uh, like seven to one odds on UAB to beat Miami outright? I think uh, plus seven hundred. That'd be an yeah. interesting bet.
0: If you want now nah, listen, yeah. I'm not I don't think that's I don't think UAB yeah. is gonna beat Miami, but Miami and Miami's not Miami is not the U like they used to be. Yeah. Still they haven't been for years, so you don't know. But the with the way everybody's talking this year, they have the transfer quarterback King from Houston, who's he's a stud. He's just a stud. So Miami UAB I don't think is gonna win. I, I even I uh, think I was talking to our, our our leader here, Bob, offline, Uh, I would feel comfortable laying 14 and a half and taking Miami. Yeah.
1: Okay. Really? Uh, Yeah. They're
0: home. And I just got to think that, that, and then, uh, just one other one. I mean, Clemson obviously opens at wake forest. It's tough that they're going to be playing on the road. Let's see what, what they can do. Uh, but also in, in conference, Syracuse is going to go to North Carolina uh, Saturday at noon. A lot of love for North Carolina this year. They're 18th in the country right now. They have a very good sophomore quarterback uh, in Hal, And, uh, you know, Mac, Mac Brown coaching there. It's the, we'll see. It's Syrac- Syracuse isn't bad either. Dino Babers throws the ball. They have a kid from Jersey at the quarterback at quarterback again. So that could be interesting to watch. And also watching uh, Georgia Tech go to Florida State. Is this the year that Florida State starts to come back and win again? Or is it going to be the same old Florida State we've seen the past couple of years where they're not a factor in the ACC?
1: Plus, I don't think Georgia Tech has uh, announced their starting quarterback yet. I think I saw mm-hmm.
0: No, they haven't yeah. announced the starting yeah. quarterback. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Georgia Tech's a whole different thing too now. It, they got it they had a new coach last year. They're not an option team anymore. So yes. that it's, uh, it's nothing different to prepare for. Yeah. They, and it, I,
1: know that, uh, go ahead. I know they struggled in the beginning last year because they went out of the option. So now right. a year removed from that, they may they may show
0: Exactly. Them. And they had a year to they had a year to recruit what they have now. So there there's some there's some good games. I mean, you know, but there's really nothing that Barn burners that would stand out, uh, you know, Austin P at Pitt, just because Austin P played before. Yeah, uh, I, I want to see what Miami can do. Uh, nothing else, and then, you know, a lot of people are going to watch Notre Dame,
1: obviously. Yeah, well, it. yeah. No, Notre Dame travels. I mean, I know a different sport, but I was at um, Big East tournament one year, and uh, Notre Dame played the first game. They played Rutgers actually, and uh, there are a ton of Notre Dame fans there, and then they all cleared out, and the stadium was empty. The arena. Okay. So, um, and they, they, but, they did
0: announce that Notre Dame well, not Notre Dame, LSU came out today. They're gonna let 25, uh, 25 capacity in their stadiums. So, we're gonna see some fans at these games, uh, this weekend as well, which I, which I think is neat because it was very eerie, uh, watching Navy BYU because, uh, the governor of Maryland denied Navy's request to let the, um, the midshipmen, uh, their, their recruits, the naval guys be in the stadium. And uh, it was it was there was no one there. It was a ghost town, and uh, that was was a little eerie to watch, to be honest. But uh, but football's back, man. That's all that counts.
1: Yeah, you know, you would think though with these big stadiums, seventy thousand uh, fans, you, you can't fit ten thousand fans around socially distant. I mean, but the, the problem is, I guess, is who goes? You know, who's to say who's the ten thousand? I yeah. like the Giants with all their season ticket holders, for example, for the NFL. You know, who's to say which Giant fans get to go, and which can't go?
0: Well, yeah, that's that's part of it. But I, I thought it was a little odd that the governor of Maryland did, denied the middies that, that they could be there. So, I mean, Army opened up. They were home. They had all the cadets there. It was packed. It was raucous. And they rolled. Army did what Army does, man. So, so yeah, for people watching, I mean, I would definitely check out Miami tomorrow night. The NFL guys, I'd watch it early before the NFL game kicks off. Um, Iowa State's getting a lot of talk. They open up. They're going to be on ESPN at noon. So, you want to do that. And then, uh, anybody that uh, had a chance, a little cheap promo here for Netflix, uh, they had a series called QB1 uh, on there about high school quarterbacks. And the kid that they had on a couple years ago was actually going to be starting Saturday night. Sam Hartman's the starting quarterback, a redshirt sophomore for Wake Forest. Um, so, I'll be interested to see how he does taking over for Jamie Newman down at Wake Forest going up against Clemson's revamped defense. You know, but yeah, if, if I had to recommend, I definitely recommend watching Miami, North Carolina and Iowa state can flip, flip around with at noon, check out Notre Dame at two 30 and uh, definitely, you know, the Homer pick here. Make sure everybody's watching Clemson at seven.
1: Uh, and, and as, as a, as a person who does not like Notre Dame at all, I say, take Duke in a 20 and a half. So
0: that's, that's possible. Chase Bryce is a winner. He never lost to Clemson. He's undefeated. And he did play. He, he saved their, their national title se- season. He's the reason they did it. Trevor Lawrence got knocked out against Syracuse. And he That's right. yes. mm-hmm. drove him down the field in under two minutes for the winning touchdown. So he's got experience. He, he may do some stuff. And plus, he's playing for David Cutcliffe. And we all know David Cluff, Cutcliffe knows what he's doing when it comes to quarterbacks.
1: Yes, definitely. And um, – well, one uh, one last thing about uh, college football this weekend. You, you mentioned Iowa State. Um, I know Ames, Iowa, was one of the uh, worst cases for coronavirus outbreaks. So it's amazing that you know that the players weren't affected there, that they didn't have to postpone.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, some some have it and some don't. I know that the the they blamed the hurricane on the Louis, Louis, Louisiana team. They said because when that hurricane hit, the kind the guys had to go home and take care of their families and that kind of sparked a little spike in their program and that's why they had to cancel against Baylor but you know hey like I said football football's back let's be positive let's get through this let's all get excited we got two good games tomorrow UAB at Miami and then for the pro guys got Houston traveling to Kansas City you know let's sit back and enjoy our Thursday man it's time for some football
1: Yes, absolutely. And and we're going to wrap it up here with just one uh, quick question. Um, so having seen a, a few college football games and how they played with, you know, limited practice and in Navy's case, no hitting, how do you think that's going to translate into the NFL? You, you, do you think week one's going to be really sloppy? Or, I mean.
0: From what I'm hearing, the NFL, NFL's had full scrimmages. The only thing they haven't been doing is, hey, well, they've been bringing guys down too. They tell you they don't. Everything they say is thud. But they're going, you know one 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 versus ones one versus one's full out live o line versus d line and not holding anything back i don't think uh I, I these guys are professionals and they get paid and that's why they had all those guys and wait till the last minute to cut the t- rosters down this year i think they've been uh i think they've been hitting a lot more than any of these college programs have so uh, I, i'm not i'm not sold that it's going to be the same in the pros, as it has been in college, I think we yeah. might see regular football. Uh, it's just hard for us fantasy guys to kind of see because there was no preseason. Those guys that you kind of took late as a sleeper, kind of hoping, you know, to yeah. see something. And I think that came out, you know, we'll end it with this, I guess, because this is college, not pro. But look at some of the depth charts that came out today. All these rookie running backs that everybody was so high on Cam Akers. He's Cam third, Akers. right? Third or fourth on their depth chart, mm-hmm. uh, Antonio Gibson is second. Uh, so a lot of these guys that we thought were starting right now aren't listed even as a starter. So we'll yeah, see what happens.
1: Some of these coaches, though, especially when you look at Sean McVay, they might be trying to play tricks, you know. trying
0: to, yeah, try to they do that. Yeah. I mean, the same thing happened, like you said, George Tech hasn't announced starting quarterback and they're playing in two days, so yeah. you know, so that's it. But besides that, like I said, everybody, let's be happy, man. Football's yeah. back, yeah. Uh, time to yeah. Smile. yeah.
1: Yeah, one of thing I will say, though, is I know Mike Evans, a game-time decision with hamstrings, I think you're going to see a lot of um, people, uh, you know, tweak hamstrings and groins. I, I think uh, – so you might see you – know, I don't think you're going to see too many workhorses. I think you're going to see a lot of shared carries. I know they said that they might. the Cowboys might get Pollard some carries and some touches as receiver, you know, because this way they, they don't work Zeke the first couple of weeks. So we'll see what happens. Like you said, football's back. Uh, we can't wait. And um, hopefully they can play through the whole season. We can have a uh, – Uh, national champion in uh, college football. We can have the Super Bowl played as is on February 7th. Okay.